Hi everyone, my name is Lily and this is Real Talk. This is episode two, season one of Real Talk with Friends. I am joined here today by Malia. Malia, say hi. Hey y'all, it's Malia. Um, the whole point of this podcast is kind of just like having conversations like as if you were a fly in the wall. And um, we basically decided to start filming this because we were talking about threesomes. Yeah, we kind of just... Wait, wow, what would be a great way to start the episode? And obviously the natural conclusion after previous pretty much unrelated discussion is threesomes. Yeah, so Lily, three ways. <laughs> Lily, do you want to start us off on your opinion, ideas, oh, experiences, Lord. thoughts? Oh, God. Threesomes. I was oh. basically saying, like, you know, I, I'm i friends with couples. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone has a good couple in their life. Uh, um and you know like we've talked about possibly having um three ways god i hope no one ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah no the one specific couple that's in your thoughts right now you know maybe there's somewhere out there all the way over in like new zealand it's like oh wow that one person that we were friends with like five years ago was talking about us having a threesome Mm -hmm. thoughts opinions (laughs) but like what is it? I'm all talk, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like from from far away, I'm like, yeah, I'll, like, whatever, <laughs> like, down, like, shh, I'm with it. Yeah. Um, and... And then push comes to shove, and it's like, I'm baby. I can't do this. I'm <laughs> no, scared. Literally, literally, they're like, you look good. I'm like, as a friend, <laughs> runs away. Yeah. Uh, I'm... Never- yeah, yeah, what, the, what are your thoughts? <laughs> what am I? Yeah, it's like, now I go from interviewer to interviewee. Um, I've been in the place in my relationships with people where it's more of like outside of three subs in the sexual way, it's more of like I'm the third wheel. But that's not like Ooh. in the negative way. It's more of just like I just end up being like the child to two very uh, unintentional yet very accepting parents. <laughs> um, I have some solid quality friends in my life, my friend Eva and her um very amazing boyfriend, uh, Lucas Kava. He goes by either or. Stop. Um, there have been quite a few many dates or outings where we get lunch together, like one. Just completely platonic. Yeah, yeah completely okay. platonic. Okay. okay. You're making this. You're platonic. making it. No. What? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Happening? So it's completely platonic. It's just us being friends. And then they like start like cuddling or kissing. And I oh. obviously act like a child and go, ew, gross, disgusting <laughs> couple, cringe. But, you know, it's all out of love, you know, just as friends do. And, um, yeah, I have never really considered a threesome just because I've never really been in the either this place for it or really in the personal interest for it. But, you know, I'm not at all one to judge. And, you know, if you find a solid couple. You know, if someone asked you? If someone asked me, I feel like I would have to, like, oh, let's, like, get a drink first. But I don't know. If someone asked me, I think, like, if they, you know, like, asked me from far online, text me, phone call, like, oh, ha, ha. but, like, if someone, like, full-on asked me in person, I think I would laugh, like, really <laughs> it's like, loud. like, no, that's funny. And it's then April, right? walk away. Like, I'd be like, oh, hilarious. And then, like, I'd just disappear, like, mm. in thin air. It's like, wow, I'm just going to take a turn right around the bar real quick, and then poof, you're gone. Fade into the night and Uber right away, back at home, cuddled up under the covers going, what is my life? lord some some freaking like uber lift rides are honestly like iconic like genuinely yeah i feel like i think one of my most vivid experiences in uber lift ride uh well two of them come to mind one was very interesting silent ride <laughs> to and from a club where 
both drivers only spoke one spoke only mandarin and the other spoke only french and to and from a club yeah it was, was this the club we went to no this is a completely <laughs> separate incident uh i think it was probably a few weeks back i was out with uh one of my friends and you have other friends beside me yeah i know shocking Disgusting. i know yeah we spend way too much time together i swear <laughs> it's almost like we're you know just wife chef or whatever <laughs> but we were just going and so we tried making small talk you know just to make the conversation not awkward or the right you know what i mean because the radio's not on we're just kind of sitting in dead silence and then so i think i don't remember what my friend said but something along the lines like oh how have your rides been today and the guy just kind of turns back to us and nods and then his gps starts saying in distinct mandarin the English equivalent of in 100 miles, take a sharp turn left, right up ahead. 100? Oh. No, feet. Oh, okay. Not miles. <laughs> Did I say I was, miles? I was like, is this a kidnapping story? <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah, no, imagine. Imagine I'm just like on the route to being uh, kidnapped by this one poor, unfortunate Lyft driver, you know, sit on an unintentional. Speaking of being kidnapped in Lyfts, um, yes. so it was like Halloween, I guess, like Halloween 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I, you know, I went out, like I was out, I was running around the town, you know how I just like collect people, like I was like, you and you and yeah. you, like we're going places. Yeah. And they're like, where? And I was like, I don't know, but meet at this time and Sometimes we'll figure it out. it's best to figure out when you get there. Yeah. So it was like, I did some stuff like that and like yeah. I went out and about and then the, this like girl and like Bumble Friends was like, oh, like there's a party happening, a bunch of like Bumble Friend people are coming, oh, like you should come. Interesting. So I take like a 40 something dollar lift to like far deep, deep LA. Oh my goodness. Um, and I left like 5 a.m., like 5, <laughs> 6 a.m. I left that fucking party. I was there all night. Oh my God. Remind me to talk about couples. Fuck. Because <laughs> like, uh, there was a couple there. Jesus Christ. But yeah, um, going back to couples, you know, outside of threesome talk. I know. Just outside couples. of threesome, lift rides. But the lift ride back was like so late. It was so expensive because it was like the middle of the night. So who wants to be driving? Right, obviously. But um, I was passing out. Like literally, oh my, my eyes were closed. I I would fall asleep and I'd jolt awake. And like I would close my eyes and then I'd bring them open. Like I kept opening and shutting, opening, shutting because yeah. I was like, if I fall asleep right now, I'm the only one in this freaking car. Like no one else is around <laughs> me. This guy can drive me anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. I have to be watching, but this is like a 30 something minute ride. And I kept seeing him look at like the back window, like seeing whether or not I was awake or asleep. Mm. So I'd be like falling asleep. <laughs> like like, I'd, like uh, sit no. up immediately. I'd be like, I'm awake. Like yeah. I'm up. But um, that was hell. By the time he got to like, campus because yeah. i was staying you know, at ucla like um uh-huh. i didn't know where we were i just got out i was like it's great this is good and then i got out and i i literally did circles for like three minutes being like where am i but um that's a that's this whole other story <laughs> i just looked at my watch completely off topic but i'm like why is my phone vibrating and somehow i set a timer for 45 minutes for I, what i don't know like oh my God. i think it was just out of like uh, for context, for people who are listening in, I am exhausted as shit. But um, apparently, I'm delusional enough to set a 45-minute timer for absolutely no reason. <laughs> we are actually so damn tired, and it's not even midnight yet. No, it's not even... What are we? We're not senior citizens. I slept, like, <laughs> eight hours, and I'm dying. But that's because I, I legit need, like, a good 10 to 12 hours to, like, rest nowadays. Like, they say as you get older, you need less sleep. Well, that is a goddamn lie. I think they mixed it up. I think they put it 
where it's like, you know, the little infants and toddlers need 12 to 16 hours. No, that's how much you need when you're in like a good 50s, 60s, because the world and all of its stresses is not enough for only eight hours of sleep to get a break from it. Legit, sleeping is so beautiful. Like, I can dream about whatever I want, whoever I want, my mm-hmm. TikTok crushes, like, <laughs> anyone I find cute. Like, yeah. I'll watch a movie, and I'll be like, oh, like, why can't their character exist? Goes to sleep, they exist. Yeah. But the worst thing I hate about that lately is, like, I will dream up someone with, you know, like, a face I've never seen, like, any of that like, just a whole person, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, my God, like, this is the love of my life. Like, I'm yeah. in love with this person. Like, I'm I'm ready yeah, to get perfect. down on a knee. Like, I'm, like, ready. <laughs> and I wake up, and, you know, they uh, disappear from existence. Yeah, casually, just gone, poof. Never it's like, even... like, like, falling in love with someone who doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. It's like you go through... So much grief. You put so much uh, happiness and joy in finally finding that person that meets you <laughs> in my dreams, in your dreams, <laughs> and then you wake up. And it's like yes, this is in my dreams. Now to go out into the, the nightmare. The yeah, <laughs> the nightmare. As Lily would put it, love is dead unless it's in dreams. <laughs> I literally say that all the time. I say love is dead. Okay. It's a distraction. Um, you know, I was telling that to my friend the other day, and she was like, "Yeah, you keep saying things like that," and I just think like. Who hurt you? <laughs> it's like, who? Mm. Well, glad you asked. I'm like, I, have, I have of trauma. names, bro. I have freaking names of story times. Yeah, it's like, like we God. have the names of story times that receipts, but we don't have time to get into that. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I can see where, like, there's elements of love is dead. You know, like, stuff like... Because it is. No, it is not. <laughs> it's dead. I stand on the love is alive and well. I intend on dying single and alone. Um, that's all I gotta say about that. Like... I don't know. The whole, like, my breakup story, even, it's just, like, it's, it's fucking draining. Like, I literally feel like anytime I tell someone it, mm. like, I have to sleep for, two, for like, two days. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, too much. This is great to unpack. Yeah, I'm just going to hibernate in my... I know. In my door. <laughs> I'm in like, my room. now that I've explained that story, um, I need good night. Mm-hmm. Good night. Like, good night. I will see. Yeah. No. I... Yeah. It's hard because I feel like I grew up, my parents were fortunately, like, really present in my life, and they were a pretty solid couple. They had their ups and downs, and, like, they argued a lot, but I think it wasn't, like, serious arguments. It was more of, like, you know, disagreements, and then they hash it out, and it's like, okay, what do you want for dinner? Okay, like, what are we watching tonight? But uh, it's definitely difficult, like, growing up, you know, for instance, if you're a child of divorce or just you've had like that lack of just a solid um you know love relationship where it's like a role model of it yeah a role model and then also just living it out like you know sometimes it's all fun especially when you're young and trying to figure out how the relationship works it's like oh yeah it's all fun and games you know we can hug we can kiss we can fuck you know go on dates have fun you know (laughs) live this picture romance and then at the end of it just realize oh yeah i just did this for like you know to fill the time or to figure out if that's what i wanted and then yeah I don't know. Something else I, like, think about, like, in growing up and, like, love and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I keep going back and forth of, like, what the right situation was. But, like, for example, in, like, high school, middle school, stuff like that, I wasn't really into, like, dating or, like, getting with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because, you know, like, I wasn't into it. But something that also, like, proved to me, like, holy crap, I'm glad I'm not, is, like, watching these couples, like, 
go through public breakups and yeah. like i remember this one couple i thought they were like really cute like he bought or she bought him like a disneyland pass like Aww. they had the passes together like they'd go together all this stuff and then i In heard disney they, or yeah <laughs> and then i heard they broke up and someone was like yeah like he took her virginity what? Which, mind you, I was like, how do you even know that? You know? Yeah, like, it was like, someone that, like, wasn't friends with her, but they knew. Uh, and I was like, that just shows how how far spread, like, their personal information has, like, gotten out. Yeah. And that was, like, a nightmare for me. Because then I'd, like, watch them interact or be in the same room. Or, like, she'd be crying all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I was so, like, glad I wasn't into doing any of that. Because I was like, that dodged such a bu- bullet. Because mm-hmm. I already had enough freaking drama in high school. <laughs> like, imagine, like, breaking up with someone and all of that. Like, right. it's just crazy. But then... At the same time, like, I always think about how, like, when you're younger, like, your feelings are more heightened. You get to have, like, a lot of cute, like, first experiences and stuff. It's such, like, a double-edged sword. I don't know. To me, it's like picking your poison. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what would have been better to, like, try out love then or for, like, the people who don't. Like, now they're older and, like, people are having kind of, like, their first relationships and stuff. Yeah. Which is also kind of intense to, like be 19 20 21 having your first relationship and like going through heartbreak for the first time in your life when it's like you're supposed to be an adult now like you're supposed to have things figured out yeah you're supposed to generally go all these responsibilities and kind of something that i think you kind of either mentioned or just kind of skirted around uh is definitely just the idea of do you really want to figure out you know what you're looking for in a relationship when you're young and you're still trying to figure out how to do school, do jobs, drive, put on all these responsibilities in the first place? Or do you want to learn how to do these responsibilities and then step into dating? Especially, like, when you're younger, I feel like no one at, like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 is like, I'm going to wife up someone <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> um, you know, get with someone who's going to be my ride or die for the rest of my life right then. I think it's just dating someone because it's like you know you're young you start to feel that crush kind of sensation you know you don't know what you're looking for but you know you just want to try it out whereas you know like where we're at right now you know i'm 19 going on 20 which is weird (laughs) to say i know and then you know you're um 21 wow so you know so much older so much yeah stop (laughs) but i hate my like age i'm like you're old i'm like it's like you're old you boomer no but uh just like with that age and you know i guess you know not that you live vicariously through your friends relationships or other people's relationships but you kind of see what other people go through and yeah. you kind of learn from them like you were saying like yeah you learn from that um experience with the couple where it's like the guy like took her virginity and like you know all these other people who aren't them like know these intimate details and it's like you know what terms of boundaries or um you know kind of communication love language all that you know nitty-gritty detail what you want from that i guess if you take from that and observe but then also you know the question of you know am i missing out on anything and then it's hard because it's like if you do it when you're in college instead of high school you still have school to take care of but it's even worse because you would think you know three or four classes like oh yeah it's doable you know like i was able to juggle seven this is fine and then it's like no I'm dying, and then I have a job, work clubs, other things, and it's just, it's a lot. It's never going to be a good time, but I think it's, you know, what works is the right time, which is 
will there ever be a good answer? No, I don't think well, so. But that makes me like question for you is mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, um, have you had like your first love? Would you say? Mm, or like a first serious relationship already? I don't think so. I think I've had a lot of um, casual things, whether it's like, some of it's just been like a joke because it's like, you know, oh, we're dating, but not really. We're just saying it because it's like. So then that brings up like, yeah. how do you feel about the idea of like, now you're going to be entering your 20s and like, Mm possibly having that first love and you know losing it per se and going through like a heartbreak and stuff like especially as you know like you're saying like we kind of have these like observer tendencies in the sense of like we've seen these relationships so like I think you understand like how a shitty heartbreak (laughs) can be yeah on my uh love is not dead argument having not been in a (laughs) serious relationship uh, I think it's definitely intimidating. I think I know now through, you know, these joke relationships or, or, like, stuff I treated very casually and just wasn't really ready to commit to, just, you know, what I want out of a relationship and, you know, what headspace to really be in to not only be able to support my side of, like, wanting to get something out of a relationship, but also, you know, just a relationship is not just 50-50. It's, like, 100-100, that you're both investing your time and effort to really make this successful. Yeah. And, you know, ideally, I'd rather not contribute to the statistic of breakups and or divorces. <laughs> so um definitely nervous, but I think I'm just ready to not necessarily obviously be vulnerable right away, but just, you know, take some risks. Try Do to, you feel yeah. like you're at a disadvantage coming to, like, a serious relationship late in the game? Or do you feel like it's an advantage now that you've skipped some of the hormonal (laughs) but but daddy i love him you're 16 (laughs) uh i think that i'm at a good spot i think definitely i made moves in casual relationships or um other stuff i've done before where it's like i was definitely thinking more with like my hormones or like out of just like (laughs) emotions or like wanting to have some kind of relationship instead of you know what's right for both me and them uh i think it's Moving on from a state of dependence and, like, desire. I mean, the desire is still there, but it's more of just, like, desire for something that's long-lasting. That's, like... It's kind of like a best friendship with benefits, if that makes (laughs) sense. I don't know. That's, like, my ideal kind of relationship. And, you know, fingers crossed it, like, comes about. Maybe we'll um, part two this after. (laughs) Part (laughs) two. Once (laughs) you've dealt in heartbreak and you're at, like, the stage I'm at. It's like, is love dead, Malia? Coming back for you results. And you're going to be like, love is dead. (laughs) Love is dead. Fucking told you. It's like, wow, what's the best, like, genre of things to consume when love is dead? You know, uh, snowballing that over, not snowballing, but (laughs) popcorning that off to you, Lily. In your uh, love is dead crusade, um, <laughs> what are your go-to things, you know, just to really get you in the space of, yeah, love is dead, but I'm still, like, a boss-ass bitch after that kind of moment. So you mean how to keep going? Yeah, once, how to keep going when you're... How to keep you're... going once your heart has been fucking shattered. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, um... God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm, we gotta get a good list going. I don't know. I feel like if you asked me five days ago, I'd be like, these are like 80 different ways. But then like the last two days, I guess I like told someone new about this whole dramatic breakup thing. Someone wow. that like I hadn't told in a while and that kind of like mm. brought me down about it. But 
overall, nah, we we a baddie out here. Mm-hmm. Don't give a fuck. I think it's kind of just like, and I think this is especially shitty to hear when you're like really going through it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you're one heartbreak away from finding like the person that's gonna be your match your partner like someone you know you invest mm-hmm. life in yeah and uh, that's something i even heard on wizards of waverly place <laughs> where it's like you know hey you, they had some smarts yeah like you're a heartbreak away from it like maybe you have to go th- maybe you're gonna have to get your heart broken six times before you meet them or whatever mm-hmm. so in that sense it's a positive of like you've had the experience you see what you really liked what you didn't mm-hmm. like but also it kind of just like for me, I really had built a lot of, like, the future out with this person. Mm. And for once in my life, it kind of felt like I'm so sad to have limited options and possibilities. Like, right. I liked that my future was, like, planned out. I liked that I had my vacations planned for the next year <laughs> and a half. That I was like, oh, after college, I have to go here. I have to move there. I have to do this. I can be yeah. with them. And then I have Good to, like, go that. You know, like, you completely build out your next five years, like... Right wrapping around that person and yeah, it you kind of have like a confidence you know that yeah. job like we're gonna be together i just know it i feel yeah 100 percent. and for a while like that felt kind of shitty of like i don't want all these freaking options and whatever <laughs> get them away from i know it's like i just wanted this person and that life i planned but mm-hmm. you know once you get past that stuff like it's a good thing because you need to like focus on the other aspects of your life such mm-hmm. as school, work, career. Yeah. And um I think it's really important to like keep your independence when you're in or out of relationship because this was like my first real relationship. Um I didn't exactly have experience with that. So again, like that's something else I've like taken away learned. But yeah, I think being a baddie is kind of just strengthening the other things around you. Like, I say love is dead and love is a distraction, but I really push on that whole love is a distraction thing. Because without it, I'm kind of trying to build more friendships, focus on, like, the people around me versus, like, when you're giving so much attention into, like, this one person and like all it's all your eggs in that basket right and now i'm kind of like looking as to like what do i want to do career wise i mean i've started this podcast there's a lot of like art c projects i'm into there's like books i want to be writing there's books i want to read there's solo vacations i want to take there's like more relationships just like friendships and family relationships i want to like grow and establish so it's kind of Mm -hmm. just like you got to keep busy you got to like really sit down with yourself and think like what do you want out of life? Like, not... You really need to take love out of the picture, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's really become, like, in the mindset of I'm always going to be single. Like, I'm not going to have a person. Mm-hmm. So, what do I want? And, like, for me, I want, like, comfort in life. I want to mm-hmm. be able to take care of friends and family. I want to yeah. travel. I want to eat good. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I want to take cute photos. Like, there's just, like, whatever the goal is, like, now that's how I'm like pushing forward with so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you kind of just have to take the pain and use it for your art for sure and kind of something I'm getting from that is not necessarily fully that love is dead but like go from just love of a specific person to more of like a self-love or even outside of self-love because self-love I think is important you know definitely drives you to push your boundaries you know help you grow as a person really be like you know this may hurt right now, but, you know, I want to push myself to continue to strive to grow to be the person that I can be to empower myself. 
But even along the way, you know, really that love through close friendships, I think in a lot of not only just day-to-day interactions, but in media, I think close friendships and relationships that are kind of on a platonic level are so underplayed. I think there's a lot of, you know, this idea of, oh, you know, I'm waiting for someone who's going to be my complete match that I can meet in, like, kind of this either, you know, physical yeah, or romantic like experience things with yeah. them and them only. Yeah, with them only. When it's, like, you could be doing that with, you know, a close friend or, you know, a group of friends. And, you know, that romantic energy isn't there, but that doesn't, you know, that's not the point. It's just that yeah. you're growing together. You're figuring out, you know, who you want to be as a person you don't have to have that tie down of, oh, you know, I have to be with this person, you know, all the time. Yeah, you can be close to a best friend. Like, I have friends that I haven't seen in a while that are in several different states, hell, even countries. Hmm. Uh, but it's like you grow because you just kind of check in every once in a while and then you empower each other to, you know, continue that growth to really be like, hey, you know, how's this goal going? Or, you know, how are you doing in this aspect? And it kind of continues to help you go beyond the idea of, oh, I need someone to, like, be my match and to support me, like, uh, by being by my side the entire time to, oh, you know, I might not have someone next to me, but I still have that support base, not only in a community, but also myself to really, you know, get my ass up and work, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not to quote get Kim Kardashian. Up and and work. work. No one wants to work okay, these days. Thanks. But no, that is so, like, beautifully put. Like, I completely agree. I mean, Mm -hmm. even take our friendship, for example. Like, we Mm -hmm. have done so many things. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even describe. You know, like, we go to plays. We go to movies. We go to the beach. Like... We just stay at home (laughs) making dinner. We cook different foods. We eat dinner. We watch Mm -hmm. shows. We binge things. We we, go to parties. Yeah. We sneak into clubs. (laughs) Sneak into clubs. With trial and error, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
the more you push yourself to do stuff like that mm-hmm. and living life like I could kind of sit and be sad when I'm feeling sad yeah. or like you know I feel like in dealing with things like mental health issues like being sad breakups whatever it is like it it takes a long ass while to like process and deal and heal and whatnot Mm. and like if you are pausing your life like while doing that I don't think it's going to help you in the healing process and it's kind of just letting time like fly you by right so yeah it's important to get out there and meet people yeah you gotta go outside of the known like for instance I guess my example is just coming to UCLA I knew maybe two three people from my high school and, like, I knew some people through, like, on, you know, Zoom University. Mm. And then, like, I got here and it's like, wow, I don't know that many people in person. But it's just, you know, taking those opportunities, like, you know, m- responding to a groomy message. Like with, yeah. <laughs> like, with Lily, it's like, oh, does anyone want to eat brownies? And I'm like, sure, you know, why not? You know, even if it's just I know someone in the apartment, you know, you learn uh got a amazing wild blossoming friendship out of that and just you know you get all these fun opportunities whether it's like that one random block party you didn't know existed until literally 20 minutes ago <laughs> and you're rushing the bathroom to take care of it or if it's just uh you know you stumble into some people just having a good time vibing and they're like outside the dining hall and you're just like hey you know what's up like i like your vibe and you just you there's you know that's there's a cheesy quote that's like in sports i forget the coach that says it. it's like you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take a you know that quote but it's, it really is true you do you just have to um just be out there you know take risks and it's scary it's daunting especially if you're you know kind of someone who's more used to being reserved you know going with what you're comfortable with but you know when's cover ever going to get you something I mean, some of my quotes are kind of just like, you can't grow while being comfortable. Like, you have to be uncomfortable in order to, like, grow and expand. And also with what Malia was saying of, like, you know, putting yourself out there, talking Mm -hmm. to people, even just, like, complimenting someone's vibe and see what happens. Like, you know, um, you really can't be afraid of rejection. And as someone who was, like, in L.A. where people get rejected left and right, I've (laughs) definitely experienced it more here than anywhere in my entire freaking life. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of like maybe you get rejected one time for every five times or maybe you get rejected ten times for, you know, like, over (laughs) and over and over again. But there's that one time where something twists, something snaps, like, whatever fits into place. Mm. I mean, I've invited people to, like, come get free pastries or, like, bake with me or, like, do stuff before. Just, like, even to random group chats. Yeah. And, you know, like, I've had people come and, like, get treats or, like, say hi or, like, we've hung out one time, two time and, you know, it's kind of, like, flaky or it's not, like, a deep kind of friendship. But then out of those times, there was Malia, who I said, like, does anyone want to come bake brownies at my apartment this is like when everyone was just moving in and she pulled up and we've hung out probably like a hundred times like literally probably at least a hundred times if not more and so it's kind of just like even if she was the only friendship I got out of like inviting a bunch of times like that would be so worth it you really just have to like push yourself and not fear rejection Mm -hmm. yeah Rejection's hard, but sometimes you need it to grow as a person. And I think that's, you know, something we reflected on in just relationships, but also just 
in growing, you know, academically, spiritually, what have you, in the various miscellaneous categories called life. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's definitely a good, you know, it's as much of a downfall, not downfall, um, but just a down emotion, emotional downer. That's what I'm looking for as, as well as a motivator. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this semi-deep um, talk. <laughs> <laughs> we did our best. I mean, nah, this is what this is what happens when you get me talking and I'm tired. Um, yeah, sometimes you need that good unfiltered take. Yeah, basically, based on the time that I film with friends, that's how you're going to get your topics. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm exhausted. It's like midnight now. This wow. is what you get. But thank you for coming on, and we'll probably have you returning because I always am around you. Wow. (laughs) No, truly. No, every other episode is just like, wow, Malia. They're going to be like, what a surprise. Malia. I'm going to be like, sorry, she's always with me. It's like, you're in a whole other country. How is she there? It's like FaceTime called off. Oh, my God, literally. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and until next time, that was Real Talk.